I'm going to be jumping on an airplane tomorrow. Do I know my rights as I jump on that plane? That's the question. I think I kind of do, but I'm not really sure completely uh, of everything I'm entitled to. Well, joining us right now is the president of Air Passenger Rights, and that's Gabor Lukacs is joining us. Hey, Gabor, how are you? Good afternoon. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, do you think most people have a clue on what they're entitled to, Gabor? I'm afraid they don't. Uh, what has changed perhaps over the past decade is that passengers at least ask the right question, what my rights are. Well, 10 or 15 years ago, they just assumed that they have none. Wow. Uh, I find it disappointing that people just jump on a plane and don't recognize that they, uh, they're entitled to stuff and that the airlines can't push them around. You, you must get people uh, talking to you frequently about, uh, about this kind of thing, do you not? Well, we, we get lots of questions in our Facebook, yes. Uh, t- t- so many questions that often we're just not able to answer everybody, unfortunately, and I do apologize for that. Oh, hey, hey that's, that's not a problem. Now, there's a story that I read the other day that uh, there was a couple, they were about to head off on a vacation. The airline decided to cancel the flight at the last minute. They were going south for a wedding or some big event, and these people were only offered a credit, and they said that they would like full-time cash, and they had gone all the way to court when dealing with the particular Canadian airline who said, we'll give you your money back completely, but you've got to sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. I, that, that horrifies me. Have you heard this story? I've uh, heard about a number of stories where airlines inappropriately try to pressure passengers to sign non-disclosure agreements, gag orders essentially. What uh, we caution our passengers right on our uh, website is that you don't have to sign these type of NDAs. The airline can ask for it and you can politely decline. You don't have to sign any of that. The airline owes you money and they have to pay that money whether they like it or not. And they cannot condition giving you what is owed to you on you signing an NDA, much the same way as you cannot refuse to pay your taxes on the, on the basis that you want CRA to sign an NDA. You just have to pay your taxes. The airline has to pay you the money back when you don't, didn't get the services you paid for. Have you heard of this happening before? We have been aware of it for several years. It is an increasing trend. Mm-hmm. Um, in cases that I've been involved in, I've always been pushing back on it and told airline, no, I'm not going to sign it. Um, if you want to pay, pay. If you don't, we're going to take it to court. I find it a little, uh, what's the word, not disgusting, but disturbing that the airlines are just trying to shut people up like this. But I guess some people are, are desperate to get their money back, so they'll do that. But if they were to come to you and say, what do you think we should do? It sounds like your answer is don't do it. The answer is don't do it. They Wait till the he- day of the hearing, have your hearing before a judge. And then just recently, just yesterday, I learned that one of the uh, passengers uh, that Air Canada tried to force to sign a gag order this way, just won his case. So the system works in small claims court. You are going to get your money through the courts. Uh, the airline is just trying to, they're trying their luck in an effort to suppress the wrongdoing that they have been engaging in not paying you compensation for a long time. Well, now that we've mentioned one airline, the story that I was reading involves WestJet. So it's like both Canadian, major Canadian airlines are trying to do this to kind of keep people quiet and keep them off of social media, that type of thing. What are some of the other things? Of course. Sorry, go ahead. I'm not suggesting that one airline is worse than the other. It's, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. 
I would say uh, Air Canada, you know, Air Canada and Wedget are, are are really competing very hard for the title, uh, the, the the most arrogant and and abusive airline in Canada. Sounds Although like Sun, Sunwing is also in that that uh, nice. Uh, you know, f- front runners for that title. So, so why is it that people look at Air Canada all the time? Do you think and say, "Well, they're the ones. It can't be the other guys. They're from, they're from, they're from Calgary. They're Western Airline. They, it's just, I'm always amazed that people will always default to Air Canada when we uh, start talking about this kind of stuff. Well, historically, WestJet used to be more of a, a mom and pop type of, um, you know, family owned business type yeah. of flavor. Right. Uh, I still remember the times in 2006 when boarding a WedgeJet flight. It was really a, a family business atmosphere. The, the jokes were not contrived but genuine, and you could feel that it was an employee-owned uh, business. Employees had really a stake in the business, yes. and they felt it was, it was theirs. That has changed. And it it shows very much in the business culture, the corporate culture it has developed around WestJet. And that is why WestJet starts more and more resembling Air Canada. In the WestJet's defense, uh, when when you have such a situation, it's always a race to the bottom. So you can, unless you have a strong regulation and strong enforcement, you cannot be a good guy because they just drive you out of business. Right. So, so to, to answer your question, Air Canada used to be a state monopoly historically mm-hmm. before WestJet. Time even when once WestJet came around, they still had this type of of uh, state-owned, big corporation type of attitude. And it didn't feel like it, they had to earn your trust or your business. They, they, they could take your business for granted. Right, and it showed. Hey Gabor, I gotta have to ask you this other question here. What, it, what like over the holiday season? What would be the biggest thing that people need to be aware of? Like for me, it's sitting on the tarmac forever and ever, and I'm a little claustrophobic. How long can a plane actually sit on the tarmac before it moves um, and shifts? Under, it, the, uh, under the law, it's uh, three hours and possibly three hours and forty-five minutes in some cases. But that's a theory. The problem with where we are in Canada is that we have seen last year that they kept some planes for 12 hours on tarmac. Yeah. And yes, the, the, the airline representatives were called in before a House of Commons committee to explain themselves, but there were no actual tangible consequences. And there was no millions of dollars in fines issued. And if you, for comparison, when they had the travel uh, meltdown last year in the US with Southwest Airlines, Southwest Airlines was recently fined 140 U.S. million, U.S. dollars. Wow. You don't see any fine of that order of magnitude in Canada. So um, the, the root cause of many pro- of the problems is that in Canada, when an airline messes up so badly, so obviously, yes, they will have to apologize, they will have to wring their hands, some kind of public uh, self-flogging. But by the end of the day, there will be no profit-altering, bottom-line-hitting financial consequence, and that's what we are seeing in our everyday experience. Just throw some free peanuts at people and maybe they'll shut up, I guess is probably the best way to do it. Now, here's the other one, though. If I'm sitting on a tarmac for three hours, what right do I have to say to somebody, like a flight attendant, or say, you've got to get a message to the pilot, wait, we've gone too far with this without being physically taken off the airplane. Like, what can people do at that time if you've been waiting too long on that plane? 
Well, I would certainly advise the crew that you wish to exercise your right to get off, but ultimately I would also call the police uh, because um, they you do have a right after three hours to get off the plane. Right. And the airline cannot keep you there. Um, they may try to tell you to shut up or try to tell you, well, there's nothing we can do. I would not take no as an answer in this type of situations, and especially if you're dealing with passengers with disabilities for whom being on an aircraft for a longer time could be a, a serious health issue. I, w- I would be fair and polite, but fair and at the end of the day, just call the police to get you off that plane, especially if you have somebody who has a disability for which they have to actually be off the plane. Gotcha. Hey, one other big one before we let you roll here. Luggage. You got to hear this one all the time, right? About lost luggage, do you? Like, what are we entitled yeah, to on I mean, that? If your baggage is delayed, the airline has to compensate you for reasonable expenses that you incur in the interim until you are reunited with your baggage up to approximately 2300 Canadian dollars per passenger. Gotcha. So if they lose my Speedos, they have to replace them. Well, the, the question is, do you need to use them right away? No. For the rest of your trip? No. You're, you're right. You don't need to use <laughs> Right. So, so, so it's always a question of, of if you're going to a business meeting and you had your suit and a tie and, and uh, dress shoes in your suitcase and you arrive and it's not there, you can go out and buy or rent whatever you need for your business meeting. Much the same way if you were going to a to a you know a resort where where you say have some um, water activities and you need yeah. your bathing suit, gotcha, or, or a golf golfing activity where you need your golf clubs. What you cannot do, and I would urge passengers to to use their common sense, is if you go to Alaska and somehow your baggage is missing, you cannot go out and buy golf clubs or bathing suits because it's not <laughs> yeah. credible that you will need them right away. I got you. Be reasonable. Be, be, you know, the airlines are not cash cows. They're, it's, it's simply they have to pay you your expenses, but still uh, the judge is going to look at whether your expenses are reasonable in the circumstances. Uh, Gabor, how do people find out more information? Is it, Tell them about the website that they could go to. Passengers are invited to visit our website at airpassengerrights.ca and our Facebook group, which is Air Passenger Rights Canada. Excellent. Hey, thanks for your time. Have a happy holiday, okay? Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you, too. Great chatting with you. There's Gabor, and he's uh, joining us. So, uh, Gabor Lukacs uh, joining us today, telling you that you're entitled to some stuff. I guess what I realized today is that if I'm going to a business meeting, Speedos cannot be purchased. It's pretty simple.